trekken. So it's a, I've such an expectation in my heart that we would see the goodness of Jesus this morning, that we would see Him. And all of us, all of us, we, we were born into this world with a problem. We were born into this world with a problem. And that problem is sin. That problem is sin. And we, we enter this world with sin. And that automatically brings us to a place where there's, there is distance between us and God. We are born that way. But man, Jesus has done something. Jesus has done something on our behalf so that we might, might not stay with that problem, that we might not live with that problem the rest of our lives. There is an answer. There is an answer for sin. There is an answer for guilt and for shame. And I want to share this morning what the answer is, what Jesus did for us, so that we might become the household of God, that we might become children of God and live in that. So the, last week, while Charles was speaking about being a living hope, that when we go outside, when we're in church, that we are a living hope, that people might see Jesus in us. And it's as, as if the Lord just drops it in my heart in order for each one of us to be that hope outside there. There's, there's a building block. There's something that He wants to build in our thinking, in our belief system, that He wants to come and lay in our hearts that would enable us to be that hope outside. So I want to start by reading Romans 3, 23 to 24. Paul says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's our, that's our problem. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then here is the beautiful thing that Jesus has done. He says, and are justified by His grace as a gift. I have sinned, you have sinned, but God has justified us as a gra as, by grace as a gift. We don't deserve it. And I want to speak about this word justified. What does it mean? And the, the weight behind it. And I believe that as we open our hearts to receive this, what Jesus did for us to justify us, that it would set us up um, to live without shame and to be a light outside in the world. So this word justified, this thing that God does has two aspects. So the first one, this idea of God justifying us is God forgives us our sin. All have sinned, but God comes and He forgives us our sin. He declares over you, not guilty, not guilty, forgiven forgiven. And He can do that because of the price that Jesus paid. It's not because we are so good or we did something. 
It's because of the price of Jesus. It's because of the blood of Jesus. It's because of the blood of Jesus. Romans 4, verse 6 to 8 says, Blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not reckon his sin. So what happens when we come to the Lord, when we repent of our sins and we place our faith in Jesus, the moment we get born again, the moment we realize that I need a Savior, and we put our trust in Jesus, at that moment, two things happen. At that moment, two things that in the heavenly realms, in God's sight, in the heavens, God does. And the first one is, He forgives your sins. He covers, He takes your guilt away. So, Rian, come stand So imagine this is you, okay? And you're born into sin. You're born into, into rebellion against God. But the moment you come to Jesus, the moment you, you repent of your sin and you trust in Him, God comes and the sin and the rebellion that was your identity and that defined you, in His sight, God comes and he removes it. He comes and he takes off your sin. Okay? He takes it off. He takes it away. So that when you stand before Jesus, you're no longer before him guilty of the sin. He forgives it. He takes it away. Thank you, Rian. You can go ahead. So what, what I want you to do now is we know ourselves. All of us, we know that we have done things that is so shameful that we won't even share it with our closest friends. And I want you to imagine, I want to imagine yours here. Here it is. That sin, that thing that you've done. I want to tell you, Jesus, if you are in Jesus, if you have repented of it and you've placed your trust in Jesus, Jesus has taken it off. Jesus has forgiven that sin. He has forgiven it. He doesn't hold it against you anymore. He has forgiven it. He has taken it off. And he's actually placed it on his son. And his son has paid the price for it. That's why he can forgive you. So the first thing that justification does is God forgives us of our sin. Revelation 1, verse 5. Uh, the second part. To him who loves us and has freed us 
from our sins. God has freed us from our sins by His blood. The reason that God can free you from your sin, forgive you, is because of the blood of Jesus. It's because of the blood of Jesus. Let's just, let's just pause here for a moment and, and think about this. Think. Let's not, let not, let's not rush past this. If you are a child of God, God has forgiven all your sin. Everything. Everything. If you are a child of God, God has forgiven all your sin. Declared over you. Kenneth, not guilty, forgiven. Brony, not guilty, forgiven. If God has forgiven us, who can bring any charge against God's elect? Thank you, Jesus. And the second thing, the second thing that's in this meaning of justified, it's not just Jesus forgiving our sins, there's more. There's more. The second thing is that God declares over you righteous. Righteous. A verse that explains this beautifully is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. It says, Paul says, For our sake ye... Now that he is God, for our sake God made Jesus, that him is Jesus, for our sake, God the Father made Jesus to be sin, who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin. Jesus was perfect. Jesus was perfect. When he was on the earth, he never, ever, ever had a sinful motive in his heart. He never, ever, ever had a sinful thought crossed his mind. And he never, ever, ever sinned. He was perfect. Jesus, from the moment he was born till the moment he went up to heaven, everything he did pleased the Father. Everything he did pleased the Father. He was perfectly obedient. And he's the, he's the only one who did it. All of us have sinned. He's the only one who have done it. But look at this next part. Look at this next part. Oh Lord, may we get this. May we get this. 
for our sake ye made Jesus to be sin, you knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So what this means is, in Jesus, when I've believed in Jesus, when I've repented of my sin, I'm a born again, I'm a child of God, what God does is He doesn't just forgive you your sins. What He does is He takes the very perfection of Jesus, the righteousness of Jesus, and He clothes you with it. He puts it to your account. So, Rian, come on, come on. So one side of it is God forgives us of our sins. He takes it away, the guilt away. He forgives us. And then the very, the very perfection of Jesus, the very favor and the perfection of Christ. The Father comes and He clothes us with the righteousness of Jesus. <laughs> so when the Father looks at you, when the Father looks at you, you stand before Him not anymore as Rian, the one who sinned, the one who slept around, the one who gossiped, the one who lied, the one who cheated. But you stand in front of the Father as righteous stand in front of the Father as forgiven. And when the Father looks at you, He sees the very perfection of Christ. He sees the obedience of Jesus. And here's the thing that we need to remember. This is not ours. It doesn't come from us. It's a gift. It's of grace. We can't now all of a sudden say, oh, look how righteous I am. Well, yes, we can, because He has done it, but it's not, it's not of ourselves. It's a gift. It's a gift. So whenever we come before the Father, we say, Father, thank You that I can come before You with boldness because of the blood. Because of the blood. And I want to say this. This is very important. The way in which this becomes true for you is only through faith in Jesus. Only. It's only through faith in Jesus. 
if, if a religious person comes and they don't have faith in Jesus, they haven't been born again, this is not true for them. The Father still sees them with their sin, not the righteousness of Jesus. It's only through faith in Jesus. It's only through repentance, realizing that I need to deal with this problem of mine, sin. It's through faith. What normally happens when, when the church and when leaders teach about this, the, the grace of God in this, there are some people who hear this and they say, I'm forgiven. And then it sort of brings them to a place of passivity, a place where they are passive. I want to I wanna ask you, have you ever had this thought? I had this thought, I'm, I'm honest, I had this thought. When you wanted to do something that's sinful, and then it crosses your mind, I think I'm going to do it, and God is gracious, you'll forgive me. Have you ever had that thought cross your mind? It's okay, I'm going to do it. It's okay, I'm just going to leave it a bit. I know God is gracious. He sees me as righteous. I had. And that actually is sin. <laughs> That's sin. We can't, we can't use our for, the fact that Jesus has forgiven us and that we are perfect in His sight as an excuse just to continue in our wrongdoing. It's as we see the goodness of God that it empowers us to stop sinning. It's God's, God's forgiveness empowers us to kill sin in our life. And it empowers us to be active in His kingdom. It empowers us to be front-footed. It empowers us to be front-footed. And I just feel also to, to say this, that there might be some of us who, you are born again and you, you are a Christian, you're a child of God but you still see yourself as wearing the black jacket. You still see yourself as, oh, I'm a poor sinner. I'm hopeless. What can I do? And yes, we need to be at that place, but God wants to take us further where we stand in the truth of, I am forgiven. I'm righteous in His sight. The purpose of Jesus forgiving all your sin, the heart behind God to send His Son to forgive you of your sin, to declare you right before the Father, is one thing. The heart of God behind this, the heart of God, the motive of God behind all of this is so that you can know Him, so that you can know Him.
uh, a very well-known teacher said, the greatest gift of the gospel, the greatest gift of the gospel is not the forgiveness of sins. The greatest gift of the gospel is not the imputed righteousness of Jesus in the fact that he sees you as right before him. But the greatest gift of the gospel is to see and to know God. That's the greatest gift of the gospel. Forgiveness and being right in the Father's sight is meant to lead us to relationship with Him. It's meant to lead us to know God, to go and sit at the table with confidence and say, Father, I want to know you. It's to sit at the table and to know God. John 17, verse 3. Jesus prayed this, and we all know this, uh, this verse. This is eternal life. Jesus says that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ. This is eternal life, that you know God. The purpose of your forgiveness, the purpose of Jesus setting you free of sin, is so that you can pursue the Father, so that you can build relationship with God, so that you can know Him. I feel like there, there might be some of us who, you know you're forgiven, and you know that your sin has been dealt with. You know these things in theory, but actually in your, in your practical life, you are covered with shame. You are covered with shame. And what shame is, is making sin your identity. That's shame, it's making sin your identity. I feel like there might be some of us who, you had this sin in your life or this one instant where in 10, 15 years ago you did something and that thing has become your identity. When you think about yourself, you think about that. And maybe the Lord wants to come and take away that shame this morning. Where he says, when I look at you, I don't see that anymore. I don't reckon that anymore against your account. You are forgiven. You have been adopted into the household of God. You are a son of God. You are my son. You are a new creation. Jesus has paid the price. and Jesus has won the victory. Therefore, we can have a new identity. And then lastly, I'm finishing with this, is Jesus forgiving our sins and setting us free, it empowers us to be active in the kingdom. It empowers us to not be passive and lukewarm, but it empowers us to be active and to step out in obedience, step out where the Lord is speaking to us, where He wants us to serve.
Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 10. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man may boast. So, this, so verse 8 and verse 9 is what we've been speaking about now. And then what Paul says is, For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has prepared for each one of you good works to walk in. God is working in you for a purpose, to know Him, and to walk in good works. He has good works prepared for you. God is calling us not just to be passive in the sense of coming to church, sitting on a Sunday, and through the week, nothing really goes on. Coming next Sunday, sit. God is not calling us to have this pattern of just going in and out, week in and out, month two, month three, month four, year one, year two, year four, when nothing really changes. God has good works for you to walk in. And for us, for, for, for individuals, it looks differently. The good works that he has for me to walk in is not the same good works that he has for Sid to walk in. Sid's good works are different than mine. And Um Tom's good works is different than Francois. Each one of us have, have different ones. And it's, it's our responsibility to ask the Lord, Lord, what are those works? In the place where I'm now, Jesus, what do you want me to do? So Jesus has set us free of our sin. Jesus has set us free in our identity in the sense of that we can know in our hearts that we are forgiven and we are declared righteous before Him. We are children of God. And in that, knowing that, it empowers us to want to walk into the good works that He has prepared for us. Father, thank you Father, thank you that you are a loving Father. You are a loving Father. Father, thank you that you are a good Father who is for us. You're not against us. This morning, there is grace this morning 
where the Father stands in front of you and says, there's forgiveness. There's freedom. There's grace. Come. And if the Father is making that call personally to you, there is forgiveness, come. There is freedom, come. I want to plead with you, respond to that call. Respond to that call. There is grace this morning. And if that is you and you, Father, I respond to this call. I come back to you, Father. I want to receive your forgiveness. If that is you, I want you just to raise your hand. Not for me, for Jesus. If that is you. Respond to him. Father, thank you that you are good. And Jesus, in you we have freedom from our sin. And that you empower us, that you empower us by the Holy Spirit to walk in the good works that you have prepared for us. We thank you. Amen. I just feel that that yes, we, we stand in front of Christ and we, st we stand in front of God and we've given our lives to Him and He's clothed us. But sometimes we come and we pick up that jacket and we put it over the righteous jacket that he's put onto us. And we walk with it. And we think we're okay. But you see, that, that black jacket covers the purple righteous jacket. And God cannot see it. And the only way that he will be able to see you through his son's eyes again is when you come into repentance like David did all his life, is to ask for forgiveness, to repent of what he's done. And then God comes and he takes that black jacket off again. Underneath it is his righteousness again. But we've got to live a life of repentance. And we, and we sometimes pick it up without even knowing it. 
And one of the things that's also part of it is that when we don't walk in the purpose that God has given us, we're not walking in obedience. And God calls us to obedience. So where you sit, where you sit between yourself and God now, It's just to calm your mind, calm your heart, and ask God to show you the jacket that you've picked up, that you are carrying at this moment, so you can take it off. It can be thrown away. Ask Him if you are walking in obedience for the purpose that he has created you on this earth. Ask him. Come in repentance before him. Ask him forgiveness. And when you walk out here, walk out as a child of God. Walk out empowered by the Holy Spirit. Walk out knowing that he loves you. And walk out with a purpose of asking him to show you your good works that he has put you onto this earth. Let's stand as a congregation.